You're listening to Faithful Adaptation, an audio series produced by Luther Seminary's Faith Lead, a connection hub for current and emerging faith leaders curious about big ideas and breakthrough practices for ministry. Episode 2 is on Holy Week Worship and Ideas, featuring conversation with Don Olitz and Deb Stalin. I'm Don Olitz, uh, Director of Lifelong Learning at Luther Seminary, and I'll be joined today by friend and colleague, uh, Pastor Deb Stalin. She and I go back a ways, and the reason why I have her here today is this is, uh, we know that we are coming up on Holy Week, and Lent is always a busy time, and I know from my time in the parish that it's often a time that we get to um, late in the day uh, or late in the, the season, and we say, I don't know if I have any more energy yet to think about what to do for Holy Week. We're just going to do it like we did last year. And the bulletins come out and you change out a few hymns or change a few things and do it the same way. And we don't have that option this year. And uh, right away, I thought of Deb because uh, she and I did a mission start together, Light of the World, many years ago. And as we were doing that, we rethought every element of the work that we did together. We thought about what it was that God called us to do through baptism. We asked what it was that God wanted us to pay attention to in communion. We had those conversations. And once we knew what was important, then we thought about now how best do we communicate it. And uh, because I'd been in those deep conversations with her at that point, I wanted to be in conversation with her again. She is brand new at Grace Lutheran Church here in Apple Valley, so brand new that she has not been in front of the congregation really yet, because her first Sunday there was the first Sunday that we had to be at a distance. And so um, she is coming in trying to think about what she wants to communicate about God and uh, how to communicate that to a people that she is still getting to know. So Deb, if you haven't yet unmuted, um, I can only see the slides. Great. Oh, now you've bounced up. Now I can see your face. So welcome, friend. Thank you, Um, friend. And I want to just ask you, as, as you had to jump in and now think about Holy Week, and no longer have either the tradition that you were bringing forward from an Easter or really access to how Grace was doing it. What, what are you thinking about as far as what God is asking you to do with Holy Week? Thank you. So regarding, regarding Holy Week, Emily, I, I want to connect this to something that you said earlier about Jesus suffering with us. That's a really powerful frame that this pandemic is happening during this Holy Week, where we have this story of Jesus entering into suffering and dying, and then God overcoming the power of death. So I'm really grateful that that we have this story to tell. So the way that I'm entering into to this is to figure out how how is the scripture speaking to the moment and um, could I just kind of go like day by day on Holy Week? Would that be a good good way to kind of share my thinking? That's a great way to start, yeah. Okay, so regarding um, Palm Sunday, starting on Palm Sunday, when I was, and, and, I, and I'm not, and I, I, I let go of the lectionary. I have to just tell you that. I let go of the lectionary and um, looked at just staying in the story and 
looking through different of the synoptic and gospels and John, and then also looking at NRSV and the message, because I think that, that there's just so many words. Our people are being inundated with words, 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 words. And um, I get to a point every day where I cannot absorb an additional word. Many of these uh, texts are really long, and I have let that go just because it's about the story and not about the verses. Does that make sense? So that's like a primary thing that I did as a first step. It's the story, not the verses. So that's what I did yesterday. I got out this, I went, I, the, the office supply stores have been pretty busy as everybody's working from home. So I just got out some newsprint and I just kind of went through each story that, that each day is about and chose the simplest, shortest, uh, easiest translation of each of them that I could. That was my first step. And then um, everything else flows out from the message, right? So I went through and I, and I just asked, Don, you'll remember this. We would, we would read through uh, a scripture for a day and we'd say, what's the nugget? Uh, even though I, I, I have never had a face-to-face -face worship planning session with my staff yet, they're all, they're all starting to use the word nugget now. <laughs> so Palm Sunday, for me, the nugget, there's two things. But regarding the story, this story is about that Jesus has decided to love bravely. And that's kind of where I'm landing. As he enters into Jerusalem, he is facing obstacles, right? You know, tell the people to be quiet and... And, but he's doing, he's doing the right thing anyway, right? Bravery is being afraid, but doing the right thing anyway. That's sort of the, the theme. If we are in shelter in place in Minnesota on Palm Sunday, I don't think we're going to be able to do this. But what I want to do is let go of absolutely everything else except the story of Jesus's procession and um, meet in the parking lot at Grace in our cars and I've talked with the um, police department in Apple Valley, and they're working out a route for us to have a parade of cars driving through the neighborhood. And it's all about peace. Shalom. Salam. And we just wave at our neighbors as we drive by. And we have just done Palm Sunday. I don't know if we're going to be able to actually do that if we have a sheltering in place thing. But so those I had, so I'm holding two different things about Palm Sunday, the possibility that we'll be doing online worship as usual, as if that's now usual. And if we can, we're going to let online worship go and we're just going to have a parade uh, in the neighborhood. Maundy Thursday, I chose the Mark text because it was the simplest. And I uh, also to simplify it and shorten it, you know, on Monday, Thursday, it could be about washing feet and it could be about uh, the Lord's Supper. I, I nuggetized it, nuggetized it, nuggetized it so that it's about the Lord's Supper because to me, so the nugget for me there is that this supper that Jesus gave us, the way that he gives himself away to us in, in the bread and the wine, this is a promise of presence when all we can feel is absence. So everything is going to flow from that. For each one of these, for um, our online uh, experiences, I'm going to put up on our website things that bored kids and adults can do to get ready beforehand. And one thing that I'm thinking about with something that we could ask bored kids and adults to do beforehand on Monday, Thursday is to 
color placemats for your family dinner table. And, but I think most importantly is to make, you know, how, have you ever been to parties where you have place cards? You know, if you go to a wedding to make place cards for people at the table, but also make place cards for people who aren't at the table. So people who are you, you are really missing right now, whether they are living or whether they are in heaven. So I want to have people prepare spaces. I want to prepare them to be able to celebrate the sacrament at their dinner tables that day. Good Friday. Emily, again, it's the suffering with. I have let go of the idea of Good Friday with these ideas of the atonement that Jesus died for my sins. I've let go of that piece. And for me, this year, Jesus on the cross is about that we have a suffering God who um, chooses to show up in places of suffering. And we know that when we look at the cross. This is what love looks like. That love looks like showing up in the suffering places. And then Easter Sunday, I live on the edges of the suburbs and across the street from my house is a farm field. And I want to go out and videotape or do Facebook Live. I haven't decided yet, starting in the dark and then let it get lighter and lighter and lighter as the, as the sun rises. Um, imagining what it is, was to be Mary, going to the tomb in the dark and experiencing the rising of the sun in, in two different ways, S-U-N-S-O-N. And the, what pops out to me from the story is that there was both, that, that Mary had both fear and joy together, fear and joy. The message version calls it wonder, NRSV says fear. So I'm thinking that the theme, you know, like we can hold those two things together this year, really, really profoundly, the fear and the joy together. The joy is not predicated on any sort of things being well, but joy is given to us as a gift by the Holy Spirit. And, and so I'm, I'm thinking about titling my Easter, Alleluia Anyway. So um, that's what I'm thinking about for a Holy Week. Um, we're not going to do liturgies very much. It's, it's, um, we, we've discovered that um, worship that lasts between 20, 25 minutes seems to be good for people sitting at their kitchen tables. It's yeah. so funny. People telling us what they're wearing. I'm in my pajamas right now. <laughs> yeah. I think what's beautiful about what you just described, Deb, is that you started with, with your nugget, in other words, you said, I mean, really, this is the story that people need to hear. Another one of my coaches, uh, Mike Breen, always asks, what's the gospel that people need to hear today? Mm. What's, what's the good news? And as you have spoken, you've talked about, well, this is, this is what this story speaks into right now today for us. And I, the, the beauty if we are allowed to find beauty in this, in this time, it's everywhere, it's everywhere. The beauty of this is we, we can't sort of fall into the old rut and take probably our most powerful story and just sort of rewarm it. We actually mm. have to rethink this Easter story for today. And it has to come out in a totally new way. What we're going to be asking you are what are, what is God inviting you to share about this story as you think about your own Holy Week and as you think about what it is that God's inviting you to share with your people, once you've decided that, then how will you tell that story? How will you communicate it? So if the, the story for, um, that, that God has put on Deb's heart for Palm Sunday is that Jesus 
goes bravely into Jerusalem and that there is a procession of peace, then that then she thought about how that goes. And right now, peace, as best we know it, might look like people in their cars having a parade, waving palms, um, saying a Christian witness at a time when everything sh- you know is basically shut down. This is the way we can do it. So my my. Uh, request of all of you or my invitation to all of you is as you think about these things start with the why start with the invitation and the why first and then trust that God has given you the resources and the ability to be creative and to tell that story in a way that your people can hear and help you communicate it thanks for listening to faithful adaptation an audio series from Luther Seminary Stay up to date on our Faith Lead conversations and see upcoming guests in the series. Join the Faith Lead Learning Laboratory, the social network for Christian leaders to connect and share at faithlead.mn.co. Thanks for joining us.